Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ooh. Welcome back, sports fans, to another episode of the Charity Stripe Podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one sports podcast network in Los Angeles. For those listening at home, on the road, in the air, or in the water, do you believe we have a great show for you guys today we are ending the season like we began the season in baseball we're bringing kobe Coretz, one of our resident baseball experts back on the show to talk some shop so buckle up tuck it into your waistband because here we go three two one we're back we sitting here i'm supposed to be the franchise player and we're in here talking about practice We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws because they're free. So 277 coming hot at you guys. Then so 276. And I'm flanked on my right by offensive and defensive coordinators Nikki Snacks Kreider and Alex Toss Me the Rock to Sopolis. And you heard it in the intro. We got him on the line. Our brother from another mother, Kobe Koretz. Kobe, how you doing today, buddy? I'm doing quite well. Thanks for having me on. Of course, man. You know, we, I introduced you at the top as one of our resident baseball experts. We have some other friends come on as UFC experts. Soon enough, <laughs> we're going to lose our status, any status we had as experts. Um, we've been doling out to other people, but we're pumped to have you back. Uh, before we started recording, you asked us about betting the Heat versus the Lakers. And if you really wanted to go make that bet, Kobe, on the Miami Heat, who will presumably be an underdog like they've been almost the entire playoffs, you can go to betonline.ag. The wait is finally over. Football's back as well. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still bet on the action at betonline.ag. Nick won some money today on the Packers, thanks to me. I won some money on a parlay last <laughs> week. <to> me. <laughs> I won some money thanks to Nick. I, so I guess we're East Shia LaBeouf, even Stevens on that one. Um, from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And there's always an online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Hey, NFL fans. Guess what happened today or yesterday, if you're listening on a Monday? NFL score gummy. Nice, Nick. We got one, guys. And what was it? We got one. It was the San Francisco 49ers. And the New York Giants by the score of 36 to 9. Uh, Scorigami, it's the 1,056 unique score in NFL history. That's amazing. Amazing. Kobe, were you familiar with what the Scorigami was? I know Scorigamis. I didn't know that we had one today. I got a. We had one. Too busy watching too much baseball all happening at the same time. Kobe, that's like a Scorigami is something I feel like you would be very into. <laughs> you know, but you're not far off. <laughs> I feel like we had a baseball score got me earlier this year. See the, uh, the Braves game that they scored like 29 runs. I don't remember. Exactly oh, wow. Yeah, that makes sense. That was a crazy game. I feel like, had the, like four home runs. Yeah, I feel like the Brewers, they blanked that 19 to nothing game where they blanked that one team. I feel like that's got to be a rarity. That was the same day. Was, that was, was, was the same say, day. I feel like it kind of got it kind of got undermined a little bit. Yeah, because I mean, even though they. Even though they, you know, the opposite team had zero zero runs, which right. I think is almost more impressive. Right, nineteen nothing. But the twenty nine was was really crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we all, you almost thought that the score got me today was the, the tie from Cincinnati to Philly twenty three twenty three, but that has actually happened four times twenty three to twenty three. That's ridiculous. Last November fourth in nineteen eighty four. That's crazy. And then we mentioned betting, Kobe. I didn't forget this. You could you remind the people out there though? What was your bet on the Cy Young going into the season? I had Kluber in the AL, and I had Bauer. 
Oh, okay. So you hit one. Wide right and, the, well, and a nail. One of them's got a chance. I don't think that it's uh, Kluber, though. No, Kluber <laughs> definitely does not have any stake in the game. Look, I think Bowers. I think Bauer had has it. He's been dominant. I've also been hearing though, like you know, from people that are big baseball fans, and myself included. I can I can somewhat agree with this that the MLB doesn't want Bauer to win. They like the actual writers and like the league itself like, <sighs> don't like Bauer, which sucks because like doing fans this love again? him. Are we gonna do this? Fans love him. It's the Kurt Schilling effect. But he's not that pol- he's not as polarizing as Kurt I know, Schilling. I know. Kurt Schilling is a complete dickhead and but he still should belong in the Hall of Fame. Right. You know, Sean Penn is not a great person, but he's a heck of an actor, so he won an Oscar. Like that that you know, it that's it, it, you got listen, I I'm would I would I want to hang out with him? Would I want, you know, my daughters to potentially be raised by him? God forbid something happens to me. Probably Penn, not. Right? Sean Penn. Okay, I think I think Bauer's got a little bit better character. Than sure, Sean th- that's for sure true. I'm just saying, like, it's, he's also hilarious. He yeah, his own YouTube I think channel. I think it's hot BS. But I'm going to kick it over to Toss, who's going to moderate um, yeah. and do out some questions to us. On the, three the of us. subject of award picks, yeah, I think now let's go through mm-hmm. the different awards, uh, the three of you, mm-hmm. and break down who who you think is going to win, and then. If we remember, we can cross-reference and and uh, bring up who we thought was going to win. I, I'm sure Kobe Kobe's got a he's got an elephant brain. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he can remember anything. A so big, he he probably remembers all of his picks. Let's start with let's start with the MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, Kobe, kick us off. AL MVP, then the NL. This the the AL MVP is one that I, I'm definitely hoping for. I was sitting on uh, Jose Ramirez preseason at 25 to one. You were. And uh, he's definitely right there in contention. I, I, I got a little bit of bias just in the sense that I really do want him to win to cash that one. Uh, I think it's kind of a two-man race there um, between him and Jose Abreu. Jose Abreu finished the 60-game season with 60 RBIs. He's up there in homers uh, with 19. Um, I think that's actually the AL lead. Or no, Voight had 21, so second in the AL in homers. Um, this is a tough one because – Abreu outslashes Abreu outslashes Jose Ramirez uh, everywhere. It's pretty close though, and uh, kind of the advanced metrics uh, they have Ramirez outpacing Abreu by about half a win share in WAR. Um, so I, that one, I, I, I don't want to say it's a toss up. Say that again. I said which is pretty substantial in, in baseball. Right, a half in a sixty win. game season, half yeah. a, half a WAR is uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a significant advantage there. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm hopeful that it's Jose. Uh, I'm hopeful that it's Jose Ramirez. Um, don't want to necessarily say it's a toss up, but uh, it, it could go either way. 60, 60 RBIs in a sixty game season is something. Yeah. Uh, nothing nothing to be uh, disappointed about if you're sitting on Jose Abreu there. So uh, what about you guys? Uh, we got Nick. Okay, well, I'll go first because I, I have my my old picks in front of me. So I had Trout as the number one. And yeah. I, that's not really like you know a, a very far out. You know, prediction. He'll probably be top five. He'll be top five, and he he started off really strong, but like those other guys just kind of really took center fold and and started you know playing really good ball. But to me, I think it's kind of a four horse race. Obviously Ramirez, but Lemayhew, Abreu, and Bieber. Um, the, mm. the, the thing why I'm kind of hesitant to pick Bieber is just because he doesn't play as many games as them. Yeah, he's got Cy Young locked up. That's that's easy, no question. He won the Triple Crown um, in pitching statistics this year. Um, but he just doesn't play enough games as a pitcher. I mean, you start like, I don't know, like 10 games max, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I think Jose Abreu has done enough with a team, you know, that would that overperformed, I think, um, led a really powerful offense, you know, hit a lot of home runs. You know, he plays first base, so he's not as valuable as Jose Ramirez is. But um, I, I think that he was the guy through and through the entire season who stayed healthy, who was the leader of that team, who just was on a tear. Yeah, and I think kind of going to your point, Nick, you talk about how baseball writers kind of, you know, it's a game of stats. But they also love a story. They love story. Yeah, like that's the kind of thing we were discussing. They love a story. And I think Jose Abreu sticking by this White Sox team through the thin, and now they're finally getting, you know, to the thick. I actually don't know what that phrase really means, so I could have totally flipped that. But you know what I'm saying? He's, he stuck with them for the bad times, and now they're in the good times. And I think he just had such an unbelievable season. And when you get a couple bats in the lineup that can really protect him, it really shows what he does. It's the yeah. second year in a row leading the league in RBIs. He was absolutely phenomenal through and through. I'm a LeMahieu guy because, to me, it's back-to-back years now that LeMahieu has bailed out the Yankees' injuries. He's bailed out Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton 
back-to-back seasons. He's been unbelievable, one of the best table setters in the game, along with Acuna and Mookie. And I would love to see him get rewarded, even as a Red Sox fan, but I do think it's going to be Abreu. Jose Ramirez was phenomenal. Kobe, I rode your Jose Ramirez pick, and I took him in fantasy baseball, and I won fantasy baseball this year for the first time in two years, honestly, which was really hurting my heart. Um, But that was a great championship to bring back. So I'm going to go with Jose Abreu. Then I'm going to follow it through with LeMahieu at the two and Ramirez at the three for AO. Okay. And then the NL? Kobe, you want to kick us off in the NL? Yeah, uh, this one might be uh, stomping on Nick's toes a little bit, but uh, all good. I'm, ac- I'm not going to go with Tatis for the MVP. He started off so hot. Um, he- he's right there. I have him as the second finalist. Um, I have Mookie being the third finalist with the MVP going to Freddie Freeman, who was the best first baseman and probably in baseball this year. I mean, this is he- he- I mean, you-, you guys know that my favorite stat is that WRC plus stat. It's just the offense only all else being equal um he had, he put up a season of a 190 wrc plus a 90 percent better 90 percent better than league average and uh he led the nl in war with 3.4 so uh slash numbers are are sky high 341 462 640 with uh 13 homers and 53 rbis so i'm going with freeman with them with the one there is there any disagreement from you nick no, no disagreement. My uh, prediction was Acuna didn't obviously have as good a season. He fa- he finished strong. He though. did, he did. But you know the thing with Tatis is he he was hot for a while. Mm-hmm. He was the favorite for a while, but he had a bad slump in September. He finished strong in the last three games. You know, he hit a couple home runs in the Giants series. You know, finished. I told you that the other night. I was like, you know, if he hits a home run every single game, he's back in the mix. So I think he's still somewhere in the mix i think he'll get a couple of votes just for like we said the story you know the yeah. writers love to talk about you know the young guy bringing san diego to the first postseason in 14 years like it's a big story and obviously he plays at a premium position shortstop you know he's been phenomenal with his glove this year and he steals bases so i think it's going to be closer than people expect but i still give it to freeman just because the numbers are there and you know the wars there you know all those stats that you just talked about are pretty pretty awesome for a really good team. Yeah, they're a great team. He's the best player on that team. Right. The best he, hitter. he deserves it. You know, it's a kind of a similar. Yeah, it's like a similar situation to Bray. I mean, they've been a bit better, obviously, as, as of right. late. Um, I love Mookie, but the thing with Mookie is, and it kind of could hurt him. He was so phenomenal defensively, better than mo- those other guys. Um, but I will say, he just did Mookie things. So he right. didn't do any better or worse than he normally would do. So it's just kind of as expected, whereas Freeman really hit the lights out of the place. I think a guy, uh, Kobe, and you were really you were ahead of this guy before I was even. Um, and I think he's the best. I do think he's the best hitter in baseball and will be going forward, Juan Soto. And I think he's going to be a top five finish if his team didn't suck absolute nuts. Right. And if he played the batting title, and if he played, a, if he had played the first few games of the season, he probably would have nailed youngest, it. Youngest, uh, youngest player since A Rod to win the batting title. Yeah, he's. I think he's like honestly, he's the second coming of Albert Pujols. Wow. Josh, I'm so glad you brought him up. He he had such a good year. If you go back and just look at his per game stats, unfortunately, yeah. you, you said it. He missed the first 14 games of the year. Only got 46 in, and uh, I mean. I, I mentioned the 190 WRC plus for uh, for Freddie Freeman. He had mm. 198, and that led baseball. 98. That's crazy. He doesn't strike out. He is always on base. I mean, and it's him. Trey Turner finally was healthy. He was great. Him and Machado are two guys that should definitely also get some love. Um, yeah, Machado will be top five too. I think. I think that's the five we just mentioned. I think. So. I think Machado does. I think Machado. I would probably vote Machado ahead of Tatis. But I think Tatis obviously is the more important player for the Friars. Right. Um, another guy I want to throw out who won't, who may finish top ten and has really come back into his own is Corey Seager. Um, I followed Dodgers so closely because I'm a huge Mookie nut, and yeah. he batted right behind Mookie and was just hitting the ball. Yeah, I mean they needed him to so step phenomenal. up. I mean, Bellinger fell off this year. Him, Azuna was great too. Great pickup by the Braves. Yep. That's, that's something we got. We got. He led the NL in home runs. We'll get into the Cardinals, but I think that was a mistake on their part letting him go. So I think Freeman's the consensus. Yeah, Freeman, and then we're flip floppy on we're two two on Abreu and Kobe's kind of Let homing him. it on Ramirez. Ramirez yeah. Cool. Nick, you mentioned uh, you mentioned Shane Bieber, so let's take it to the mound. 
Let's yeah. talk about pitchers. Let's talk about the the AL Cy Young. Is that a lock? Yeah, I think that's the biggest lock in the entire awards race. Bieber's been dominant. This, I mean, obviously sixty game season, but it's one of the most dominant stretches I've seen by a pitcher in a long, long time. I mean, winning the Triple Crown, you know, ERA wins, strikeouts, you know, he just crushed it through and through. And Kobe, Josh, you guys are on board with that. It's, it's impossible. An e- it's easy. It's, it's impossible. Easy. It's yeah. I mean, there's no need to spend. He's it. like a minus ten thousand favorite. <laughs> it's well, Kobe. What do you think about his? capability to sustain this and take in a, a, a full season. Well, yeah, he did it last year. He was great, but kind of, you know, I think DeGrom is still the best over. If I had one pitcher going forward in the next two, three years, it'd be DeGrom followed by probably Garrett Cole still, just cause I don't know. I'm not like the Shane Bieber hype. Wasn't the you know, he didn't get the Cy Youngs yet. Like DeGrom's got Garrett Cole was the, you know, a top pick and he didn't have that. Uh, what do you think about Shane Bieber's ability to sustain this going forward and really take his spot as the top pitcher in the game? No, nothing standing out in, as for why he wouldn't be able to sustain it. I mean, he's he's a guy that misses bats. He's a guy that he, he, he misses bats, and he and he's backed it up for now two years, two and a half years. In a tough division, game. too. Very tough division. All-star game MVP last year. We didn't get an all-star game this year, but uh, you know that he would have been the starter for the AL there. Yeah. Uh, definitely no question as far as Cy Young, like Nick said, triple crown for the pitcher. Uh, always impressive. Um, and And... and Quite honestly, he would have won it in either league. I mean, AL or NL, one six three ERA over seventy seven innings pitched. It's, it's it's nuts. Yeah, and it's crazy. His swing and miss stuff. He had fourteen Ks per nine innings, which is absolutely wow. ridiculous. He finished just behind Bauer and Maeda in WHIP. Maeda had a really good season. That was huge for the Twins. Another good Twins. There's other teams in that division that had great pickups. Keiko was a great pickup by the White Sox. He really found his form again, uh, which is great to see. But it's, I mean, it is. I've never seen an award. I can't think. I'm sure there's been that I'm not thinking of. It's a bigger lock. It's one of the. It's probably the biggest lock I've ever seen. Yeah, that's a. If you're going through nine innings, that's more than half the batters get. Struck out. That's it's crazy. incredible. That's crazy. That's crazy. Oh, it's really incredible. That's really crazy. Yeah, it's it's crazy. really incredible. Um, Kobe, you mentioned the you mentioned the NL that if he were in the NL, he would win this award too. Mm-hmm. Give me the give me the NL Cy Young for you guys. Nick, kick us off again. Yeah, I think it's Bauer. You know, I said at the top of the show, um, he's been pretty damn dominant. I think for a while Darvish was in the mix, but had a couple of bad starts at the end. Uh, Bauer just proved to be dominant and. You know, I really hope that they give it to him because I, I enjoy his personality and I enjoy him as a player. I think he's got a lot of passion, um, a lot of drive. And that Reds team, you know, they were they were slumping in the middle of the season. And I think that he, I mean, obviously as a pitcher, you don't contribute every single game. And that's why I don't give the, the MVP to Shane Bieber. But mm-hmm. you still, I mean, you're still one of the focal points of that team, you know, a leader in that clubhouse. And I think he has a lot to do with why they made the postseason. Yeah, it's rare we see a pitcher get the – I mean, we've seen pitchers. We've seen Kershaw get it. We've seen right. Verlander get it. Guys have come away with the MVP. In this short season, you really can't do it, though. But as far as the NL goes, I mean, maybe Darvish. You know, DeGrom was in heavily in the mix, but he had two bad – two not bad, but two meh, like not DeGrom starts. And we said it when we met the first time. Like, if you have a bad – if you don't have a great start or two, there is going to be one guy – like Trevor Bauer did, who pitched, who started 11 games, and all 11 games he was really good. Right. So that's going to – I mean, Kobe, is there any way that he doesn't get it? Uh, yeah, there's a way he doesn't get it. Uh, well, this is a little bit of a homer side of things, but let me let me talk myself into it. Um, so, so you Darvish. You Darvish. Um, he pitched three more innings on the year, 76 innings. And a stat that these – we mentioned it earlier, but the baseball writers of America, who are the guys that vote for this, it's kind of these old-fashioned baseball guys. They value wins, and uh, Darvish stands out with the eight and three record versus Bowers five and four. Uh, the ERAs are comparable. I mean, I, the edge is definitely on Bauer one seven three to two oh one for Darvish, but uh, the rate stats too. And I know this is kind of playing both sides of things because the old baseball writers of America, they're probably not looking at rate stats, but uh, over more innings, Darvish had less walks and. Uh, uh, just just a few less strikeouts. So uh, it, there, there's a case to be made for Darvish. I, I'm not going to just concede that it's Bowers, but uh, again, a little bit of homer in that because I'm I'm a big Cubs fan. Yeah, I, I mean I'm a little homer too. I think Denelson Lamette gets you know at least some recognition finishing maybe Definitely. in the top three. I mean he was electric this year. Um, it seemed like every time he was out there, he was taking the no hitter into like the fifth inning at least. You know he was getting through the lineup clean every single time. 
um, you know, the first time up, but his strikeout numbers are pretty insane as well. But mm-hmm. obviously the injury at the end of the season, lot one, his last start of the season, you know, they take him out really early was kind of troublesome, worrisome. Um, but hopefully they'll be able to have him back. But I, f- I feel like he finishes in the top three, which is great. Yeah. And it's crazy. I mean, there's such boomer bust play still, even though it's a shortened season that like we saw last year, they were what? 17 guys with 10 plus K's over nine innings. There yeah. were there were like 15, 16 guys with sub three ERAs. A lot of there's a lot of the hitters got a lot of love this year, and Bieber got a lot of love, and Bauer got a lot of love. But like Corbin Burns on the Brewers, Burns was sick. dude, I got burned by him. No pun intended. The <laughs> I got I had him in fantasy last year. I'm like this guy's the, my breakout guy, and he absolutely stunk on ice. And then this year he was obviously dominant. Also, I, I want to make quick mention for Max Freed, seven and zero with a two two five ERA. Oh, thank you for that. Uh, yeah. He was absolutely the, the ace of the Brewer, uh, the Braves staff, and uh, had he, he had kind of, and this might be a little bit of a um, taking a leap on my own here because I don't know it to be true, but he might have had a little bit of a phantom IL stint that kind of cost him the Cy Young, yeah, because uh, because they're expecting him back and healthy, and he he missed a few starts, but literally hit zero losses all year. Um, one game of the Braves lost that he started. Um, but seven and zero record and uh, deserves mention here, and along with guys like Denelson, Lamette, Degrom, Bauer, and Darvish, and not a rotation that got a lot of praise coming into the year. No, especially I mean I remember when we talked about it, it was it was there was never really a mentioning. That was kind of like the one yeah point I mean, of they, contention we had against the Braves was like can yeah. pitching to and Soroka went out. Yeah, they lost Soroka very early uh, game one. Yeah, and uh, you know it was kind of downhill for the pitching staff, but yeah, he definitely stepped up to the plate. They just have a, they just have so many guys ready to go that we forgot. Like we didn't think would maybe be ready. Like Ian Anderson, Kyle Wright, Rice Wilson, like guys that we didn't think you know were conceivably be ready to go. Right. And too young, they're in the mix. And yeah. And the, their bullpen was like decent enough, and their bat, their lineup is just insane. Right. Right. Well, we'll say then that the TCS is locking in the killer. We're, we're locking in the killer bees. Sorry, sorry, oh, Kobe. Bieber. We're getting yeah Bieber Bauer uh, <laughs> for our Cy Young picks. Rookie right, of the so year. When the, when, when the baseball writers of America vote in Darvish because they don't like uh, Bowers' antics, we can come. We can come have another conversation. <laughs> oh yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, sure, sure. I, I'll. Lo- I'm. I'm gonna love that YouTube video that that follows and talk some shit. That would be great. Yeah, talk your love shit. all of his content. Honestly. Um. Okay. Talk to me about the young guns real quick before we move on to our uh, our, our second segment. Who do we got, Josh, in the NL? NL Rookie of the Year. I, this was Nick and I were debating on the couch. I he he wants me to go with Cronenworth. I I'm having like a tough time like not going with Cronenworth. He was oh, don't come on. He was great, but Devin Williams, who was a the best pitcher overall on the Brewers, a, a pitching you know pitching staff that has Hater in there. Woodruff was in there. Corbin Burns was in there. Devin Williams, the setup guy, was one of the most valuable players in baseball. Bullpen is so massive, and it's huge when you get to the playoffs. Having a guy that could be as dominant as he is, he gave up like one or two runs all year. His Ks per nine inning were not 14 like the lead leader, like Shane Bieber. They were 18.9. He almost struck out 20 guys per nine innings. Very close, you know? This is a guy that, to me, was ultra-dominant. Cronenworth was great. Dustin May was super fun. You know, Gonsolin was great, and like the, the Dodgers had two guys in the mix for me. I just am going to go with Devin Williams. I really think they're going to honor him. He was so good for them. He's, they're, they're in the playoffs, and Hader wasn't that great. Yeah, no, he was good. He was really good, but for me, I mean, he's the bullpen piece, you know, and he didn't mm-hmm. see the field every single day. Cronenworth played 53 games, you know, and he played not just shortstop, which is his position, because Tatis plays there, but he played a lot of second. He played some first when Hosmer was out. You know, he, he played in some really key games, you know, and, and hit really well for the majority of the season. He was hitting over 300, ended at 292. But, I mean, I think he was just not expected to do what he did, and he really stepped up as an everyday everyday player that, you know, would probably in a, in a, a full season, you know, who's, who knows? He, if he bets 290 or bets around 300, like, that is your rookie of the year. That's mm-hmm. so impressive. Yeah. So, for me, it's still him. Kobe. So, my ballot looks like Cronenworth at one – uh, Devin Williams at three, and I've actually got Alec Bohm at two. Uh, Alec Bohm got Bohm's called great. up a little late. He got called up a little late, but really impressive. Once he, I think he played forty three games, maybe yeah. forty four. Forty three. Um, and uh, Cronenworth edged him out in games played, obviously. So that, that that's what, that's not only what gave him the, the benefit of my ballot there, um, but Bohm, Bohm deserves some credit there too. He batted three thirty eight. 
400 on base and 481 slug with four homers and 23 RBIs, which just about match Cronenworth over over the 10 more games that that uh, the Padre played. Uh, but I do give the edge to Cronenworth. Uh, on, again, about a half a war difference there. Um, and I'm, again, not sure how much the baseball writers of America are going <laughs> to value that war stat, but at least on my ballot, I'm, I'm giving it to Jake. And then take us to the American League. Uh, yeah, this, this, this one's a two-horse race. It was Luis Roberts' award to lose, and unfortunately with the September that he had, I think that he did. Um, so uh, top of my ballot is Kyle Lewis. Yep. Um, 11 homers, 28 RBIs, 1.7 war versus Luis Roberts, uh, 11 homers, 31 RBIs, and 1.4 war. Um, just a more consistent top-to-bottom season for Kyle Lewis. And, uh, yeah, that, that cold September definitely cost the award there. He was in MVP talks. Luis, Ro- Luis Robert was until um, about September 1st came around. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I mean, I was really high on him early on. I mean, he was hitting bombs and that. He was just laying out for, for balls and just carrying that team. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, that entire team was really electric this year, the White Sox, and he's got a lot to do with it. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, on a crappy uh, Seattle team, Kyle Lewis was definitely like the the glimmer of hope. You he's know, their best player. The shining light there. So I'm, I'm really impressed with him, and I think – I mean, I think, I think it's a – it's a lock. <laughs> yeah, I think it's pretty much a lock as well. A guy, I'll, like similar to how you're shouting out Alec Baum, I'm going to shout out Mountcastle on the Orioles. I thought he was really nice. He had a good year for me. Um, and I think he, he he's a good piece for the Orioles going forward. Um, so lock on the Rangers. Let all rookies in hits. You know? There you go. There there's you go. There's a glimmer a, of hope. There's a glimmer of hope. Um, and Cabrian Hayes didn't play a lot, but he's going to be an interesting bat for the Pirates. He's an NL guy, but he's going to be an interesting bat for the Pirates going forward. Okay, awards. love that. Love awards. that with the awards. picks. Yeah, awards. glad we glad we dug into the awards. I'm excited about this. Now we're going to go through each of y'all's picks for the most impressive team and the most disappointing team. Our last conversation, we talked a lot about a few teams. We talked a lot about the Reds. We talked a lot about the Twins, the Padres, the White Sox. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested to kind of see where those teams have now fallen in, mm-hmm. in, this, in this discussion. And... Um, Nick, I'm going to kick it off with you. The most impressive team for you in the MLB. <laughs> San Diego Padres. Nick. Slam Diego. Come on. I mean, they were fun. They gained so many fans in this short season. I mean, they were just electric through and through with young players. The pitching outperformed what their, their expectations were for the starting rotation. Bullpen started really shaky, but really, really came together towards the end of the season when you really needed them. Got 37 wins. They're projected to get 30 and a half. So they overperformed by a lot in a short season. Um, if you were to put this pace on a 162-game season, it's 99 and a half wins. So, I wow. mean, that's a really good team. Yeah. And uh, people didn't expect it to be this good, but they were the second-best team in the NL, and they had the third most wins in all of baseball this season. And disappointed. Uh, dis- dis- anything more, Josh, on the on the Padres? Just no. I note? I just I wouldn't pick them as my team because I expect them to be really good. And I think Kobe. I'm sure you're in a similar place. I, we all thought they were going to be good. No, I knew we all thought they were going to be good, but I mean, they won seven more games than expected. Which in in a 60 game season, that's a lot. You know, they're great. And they Tatis. Again, we compared him to Luca a little bit. He kind of did that thing for me where he was what he was supposed to be. Machado came right. back and was great. The pitching was meh, okay. Yate, but Yates gets hurt. Our boy Pomerantz, shout out TCS, shout out Brad Keller, who's also sweet this year. Yeah, um, had him in my fantasy team, and, and um, he was great. But my my most impressive team, um, and it's not as sexy of a pick, but it was the Blue Jays. I okay. really did not. I thought the Blue Jays were not gonna because I thought the Padres would make the playoffs. I thought the Blue Jays would be a bottom, the fourth team in the AL East, and now they're going to the postseason with a winning record. And I think I th- I thought the Ryu signing was gonna not pan out. I thought he was a flash. You had them behind everyone behind except the Sox. The, except the or, Orioles. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I thought he was a flash in the pan. Lourdes Gurriel was great. Teoscar Hernandez proved that his bat was legit. The young guys. I mean, the young Bo guys. Bichette. Yeah, Bo Bichette's good. You know, and Biggio. And Biggio was is a Guerrero. solid player. Yeah, they're all good players. The lineup was good. Grichik was solid. I mean, they signed him to a longer deal. I thought that was kind of dumb. Proved me wrong again. Um, and I, I was just really impressed with the Blue Jays through and through. The Rays would be my second pick probably if I had to. But well, um, we knew they were going to be good. I didn't think that. I didn't, yeah, another team. I didn't think they were going to be this. They didn't think they were going to be the one seed. Yeah. So that that's where I stand, Cobe. Yeah, I'm glad, Fish, I'm glad that you ended up with two picks because I've got two here to also. <laughs> uh, uh, 
surface level, the Dodgers have to be the most impressive team. I mean, the 43 and 17 record they have. Uh, Nick oh. brought up the pace, the pace stat. That's 116.1 win pace over a 162 game season. That's a record. And the record's 116. Yeah. By the way, yeah. by the way, betting fans, betting fans, the over under was 41 and a half for any team <laughs> to win for wins, and I took that. And the Dodgers, Dodgers got it. 43. Wow, Nick. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing. After the season. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes you Thanks. just sometimes you got to keep them close to your chest, yeah. and then when you hit them, you get to you. I was sweating for a little. You bit. do yeah. that a lot. Good for you because you win a lot of bets, but you I also I, lose a lot of bets. Yeah, like <laughs> but you 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 don't really tell us the bets you make. Like we were watching football today, Kobe, and the guy, a lot of the guys in the room had bet on the Cowboys, and he Nick just like sneakily showed me his computer, and he had placed a fat bet on the Seahawks, and it hit live line. And it hit, and I was like, "Damn!" And he didn't make a big deal about it, and he kind of just like went about his day. And he was like, just kept knuck. <laughs> well, that's the knuck touching me. People don't that's love a showboat. That's the safer thing, too. It's like because if you miss, yeah, who'd you tell? You know, yeah, I had a lot of money on the on Texas this last weekend, so that saved my ass. Holy crap! Sorry, Kobe, to interrupt. Keep going. He said, no, the it, it sounds like between the uh, the Seahawks and the Dodgers over that you got there, you're gonna have a good morning cashing out on BetOnline.ag. Uh, <laughs> wow, dude! Want Packers my job? Too, what a way. callback! <laughs> you're welcome back anytime. Pat. Yeah, and that, <laughs> that's uh, from BetOnline. That's not from me, yeah. by the way. <laughs> Anyways, so surface level, like I said, Dodgers really impressive season, but we did kind of expect it. Like they, they top to bottom, rotation depth, right. lineup depth. Dude, they got some good producers out of the bullpen. We can get into that a little bit later, but really impressive season by the Dodgers, nonetheless. And I, I definitely want to give a shout out here to the Marlins. Oh, yeah. uh, 105 losses last year in 2019 to second place in the AL East, a winning record, 31 and 29, and making the playoffs. Um, first time since 03 that they're going to be in the postseason, uh, and and not just that, they were one of the first COVID outbreaks of the year, so they ended up playing 57 yeah. games in the last 55 days of the year. They had a bunch of games postponed at the beginning. It's crazy. Uh, they had they had. I mean, if you want to play the game, who can name five players on the Marlins? I mean, oh, I know tough. that I'm crazy about baseball. I could do it, but I, I don't think that a majority of baseball fans can. And, and here they are, their winning record in the postseason. And uh, you know what? They, they're they're a formidable team. They've got some guys that can produce up and or up and down the lineup. You know, yeah, we, uh, Rojas, Anderson, Marte. They made a post or a midseason acquisition of Starling Marte, and I was kind of sitting yeah. there scratching my That's head, great. like, are they? Do they, do they really think that they're going to make a run here? And sure enough, here we are sitting for uh, the postseason, and, uh, and and they're right in it. So. No, I think that's I think that's a great pick. And correct me if I'm wrong we here. We had them last place. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but in a normal season, yeah, yeah. if the records shake down how they were, they would still be making the playoffs. Right, yeah. They would still be making the playoffs even with this crazy playoff system that we have that's going to allow the Cardinals to get in there. Right, yeah, that right. they would not have been there in this place, and Miami still would have been in there, which is really, really impressive. Obviously, unpredictable. Might I think need a fact check on that one, but uh, they, no, they're the they're the fifth best team in the sixth. They're sixth. Are they? They're sixth. Yeah, they're the sixth seed, I believe. They are. They are the sixth they're seed. The sixth seed. But because of winning percentage, yeah, lame. Okay. Whatever. Now that's yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe, maybe next year. Sorry, let me, they, we don't really know how it all shakes. They've out. won more games than to. than the Cardinals, dude. No, we're not. Uh, good. Yeah, no, we're with you. You, guys, you guys had two. I'll throw one more out since I only had one. Okay, uh, I'm gonna give some love to the Cubs, man. I I think they. Oh, yeah, I thought they were in a blow. We didn't have them making the playoffs. I mean, in fact, I had them coming in fourth in the NL Central preseason, and uh, they just overexceeded expectations. You know, like we mentioned, Darvish obviously, but I mean, with with. Baez and Bryant not hitting very well this season. They still did well. They stunk, and Schwarber stunk too. Yeah, and their pitching was huge. And I'm I'm not really stoked. I don't know how you feel, Kobe. I'm sure we'll get into your opinion on it. I'm weary about them. But all that being said, Hendricks was Hendricks, and you know they had a great step up by Jeremy Jeffress in the bullpen uh, for the Cubs. But the Marlins, to touch upon them, I, I th- I'm the both teams that went out with COVID made the playoffs. Cardinals were supposed to be in the mix. Marlins not. Do you think certain teams kind of benefit from, like, they played a lot more more games with the seven-inning games. They don't have to go to that piece-of-shit bullpen that they have. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, listen, I'm probably – me and Marlins don't – I the Marlins franchise and myself are at war still. <laughs> I'm not, like, giving you up. You got beef, the, yeah? I do have beef, but they're pitching – did, like, did you fuck 
one of the the owner's wives? No, I, Derek Jeter's wife. <laughs> Please, that would, <laughs> you, you guys, I would have been bragged about that on the show. I'm not, I'm not like a close to the chess guy like <laughs> you, Nick. Uh, but Sal, Sandy Alcantara and Sisto Sanchez are just two pitchers they're going to have for the long run that are really dynamite. Yep. Speak, speaking of beef with the Marlins franchise, the last time that the Marlins made the postseason was '03, where there was a pretty infamous NLCS game that uh, a certain somebody down the left field line had an impact on. <laughs> Oh boy! They won the World Series. <laughs> yeah, Steve. Yeah, the only two times that the, that the Marlins franchise has made it to the postseason, they've won the World Series. So maybe three, three for three. three. Josh named him, but is that even his name now? Has he not changed his name? He hasn't changed. They, it. They've let him back in, I think. Right? Didn't they say like, "Let's let bygones be bygones, drill back in"? They it, invite. It's a whole. It's a whole back and forth because the Cubs kind of do want him back in, but he doesn't really want any limelight. And oh. it, you know, oh, I think that we're all better off just let. I don't know. Yeah, All right. Speak, speaking of the block, most but. disappointing teams, then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Kobe, kick us off with the most disappointing teams. I do think, I, just last thing on the Cubs, um, they started hot and they continued, yeah. which was really impressive. I think, you know, in such a short season, like a lot of people thought that some of these teams jumped out to a, to a quick and hot start and they were like, oh, they're not going to maintain. And the Cubs were one of the teams that did. So good on you, Kobe. Good Absolutely. for you, buddy. Um, yeah. give, us a, give us disappointing team. And then um, you can give us two because I, I, I know one's not enough. <laughs> I, you know, I, you're dead on. I do have two. And I, I hope that Fish touches on his Red Sox because I'm not going to. But um, anyways, the Rangers had a really disappointing season. Toss your Rangers. Yeah. Um, I, I was kind of high on them preseason as well. I don't know. Maybe not high. But once I knew that there was eight teams making the playoffs, I thought that they were in. And obviously injuries had something to do with that. But at the end of the day, that. John Daniels' seat is getting real hot there in yeah. uh, Arlington, Texas. Um, they did, they weren't able to trade Lance Lynn at the deadline either. Or Gallo. He's got one, one year left. I, I couldn't Pathetic. believe that they couldn't make a deal for him at this point. Like Pathetic. They were nowhere near contention and just might as well get value on it. But um, they, yeah, they, so, they started off like pretty Yeah, talk about a team that started off pretty, they started pretty good. pretty good, and then they ran into Slam Diego. And that and was then it. it. went all downhill. Seriously, yeah. It's, we got swept by you guys when we were almost 500. Yep. And everything after that was just terrible. Well, that's when Slam Diego started, too. Yeah. In Arlington. Yeah, and they end up with the worst record in the American League and the worst winning percentage. Kobe, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Who was your other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going on the second, second most disappointing team. And this, this, I hope this isn't too much of a slight for our fans in Philly, but I'm going with the Phillies. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this team has spent money on Bryce Harper, Zach Wheeler, Jake Arrieta, just named a few in the last couple of years. And uh, finished twenty-eight and three, even with Nola being probably the best pitcher in that staff. Uh, Wheeler, nothing. That, Wheeler, he looked good all year, but just not necessarily the the, the piece that put them over the edge. So uh, let me just run through this real quick. Since the last time the Phillies made the postseason, which was two thousand eleven, I'm going to go through the rest of the NL East here. The Mets obviously had the twenty fifteen World Series appearance, and that, I mean, granted they lost, but it was it was a run that is significant. The Nationals won the 2019 World Series. Atlanta's had four division titles, and now Miami has made the playoffs. That's since the last time uh, the Phillies were in the play in the postseason. Absolutely uh, pathetic. 2011. That's just got to be so disheartening in that division. I know that those fans care a lot about that team, and it's they've got promise. Like we we mentioned, Alec Bohm, and nothing against Bryce Harper. He had a good year, but it just didn't quite move the needle. Yeah, I think my most disappointing team. Look, the Red Sox. I knew they weren't going to be good. Right. I knew their pitching. But you think? S- did you know they're going to be this bad though? Yeah. Well, not this horrible, but like I knew they were going to be bad. Okay. Our pitching staff was garbage. Right. Right. Okay. Tanner Houck, thank God, if he pitched in maybe two more games, he would throw his hat in the ring for Rookie of the Year for the AL because he's been absolutely lights out and he's given me some glimmer of hope for the future. My most disappointing team uh, is the Mets, my NL team. Yeah. When they last year they couldn't hit and they pitched. This year they couldn't pitch and they can hit. It's like one side of the coin every year, and it's like Jesus Christ. Their lineup was Dom Smith with the with the DH now in the NL really found his role. Cano was great. Pete Alonso was decent. McNeil was awesome. Conforto. Conforto was a top 10 MVP candidate. Conforto was unbelievable. Conforto had a banner year. DeGrom, once again, unbelievable. Bullpen, meh. Rest of the pitching staff, <laughs> I mean, obviously the Stroman injury and the Syndergaard injury hurt. But you're the Mets. 
Go make that trade for Lance Lynn. Get in the mix like that. Nationals were also disappointing, but the Strasburg injury hurt, and the bullpen wasn't what it should have been. Scherzer and Corbin. Talk about a contract that could maybe bite them in the ass. Corbin was hot garbage this year. I had him on my fantasy team. He really disappointed me. But, Kobe, I'm glad you threw the Phillies in there because I was going to gloss over them. But, I mean, tomato, tomato. It's like more of what we've been saying since they signed Bryce Harper. He's just not a top 20 player, not a top 25 player, and they paid him that money. Mm -hmm. They paid Wheeler that kind of money. He's not a top 15 pitcher. They draft, like, other than Bohm, they're set. They're terrible. Mickey Muniak, horrible. Cornelius Randolph, waste of a top 10 pick. They're not good at drafting. Mm -mm. It's a poorly run organization. Marlins make the postseason ahead of the Phillies. <laughs> Crazy. I'd hang myself by my nuts from the ceiling if I was the GM. Wow. <laughs> it's a rough time for Philly sports. <laughs> it's, uh, it really is. It really is. They've had uh, their fun, though. It's okay. Nick? We see how they, how they treat Hila- championships. Hilarious. They don't deserve it. They, they don't deserve they, it. That's what's going to happen to them because they act like a bunch of baboons act like in the streets. They act like a bunch of animals in the streets. Now they're cursed. <laughs> Nick Foles did lead the Bears back to a victory today against the my Fal- Bears against the Falcons, which oh poor Falcons. Oh, but Kobe. At this point, God, Dan, you talk about a hot seat. That Dan, Dan Quinn's Quinn. seat is hotter than hell don't right now. Get, don't even oh get my me gosh. We don't, started. We don't even need to touch on the NFL. Nick, who is your your most disappointing team? Okay, I mean, you guys hit on a bunch already. I mean, I definitely think the Nationals were very disappointing, but I'll throw out two other ones that people haven't heard of yet. Yeah, um, I think the Angels are a huge disappointment. Obviously, we knew their pitching sucked, but that lineup is too damn good to be under five hundred, and like that, like eight games under five hundred. I'm talking. I, I mean, mean, they fire their GM. Yeah, they, I, they fire their GM. But you got a, a an MVP. You've got a MVP runner up in Rendon. I mean, but obviously, Post is old. Upton's getting up there in age as well. But Otani's that you know a young guy who can hit. He didn't play very well this year. But he I blows. Mean, that lineup is. It was just disappointing. They let Cole Calhoun yeah. go, and he was great for the Diamondbacks. Great for the Diamondbacks, yeah. Um, Diamondbacks would have been a disappointment, but I mean, eh, they were boomer bust. This is a hot take, but I think the Yankees were a disappointment. I know they're making the playoffs this year, but three games over five hundred. Obviously, injuries hurt them. They finished strong, but ah, God, I, I really thought they were going to win like forty games this year. I really did. I mean, you make a huge signing in Garrett Cole. I mean, you've got. The Bash brothers and Stanton and Judge and, you know, I mean, Torres and Sanchez. I mean, all, all these guys, they should be able to produce more than three wins over 500. Here we go. I get a second chance. The Yankees would not be in the playing game. Is that correct? They would not. They no. would not be in the playing game. No, they wouldn't. Cause right? The in the Sox normal, if it was a normal Cleveland. season? Yeah. Right, the White Sox would be playing. Yeah, in yeah. normal season, they wouldn't have made the playoffs. I mean, and Glaber that's a huge, was, And that's a huge disappointment. Right. Glaber was disappointing. That is for damn sure. The Stanton contract is almost, it's probably, honestly, at least Harper's playing, is worse than the Harper contract. Yeah. But to your Angels point, that GM is out there like a 14-year-old <laughs> souped up on Mountain Dew at just, 2 a.m. in his, in his basement. Just signing his favorite players. Like playing MLB <laughs> The Show. He's like, be, he's, like Upton, fun. he's like an absolute loser out there. He can't yeah. man a pitching staff. Simmons, Andrews and Simmons opted out with five games left in the season. He's like, fuck this party. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm out of here. Exactly. And he played good this year, too. He was fine. I mean, they're better than normal. Real quick. Yeah. Real quick on Billy Epler, who the Angels just fired. I don't. I think they got the wrong ball guy there. He's going to catch on quick somewhere. And uh, I kind of hope it's the team that I root for. Uh, Billy okay. Epler, I, I, I've got faith in Billy Epler. Maybe not the GM, but somewhere in a baseball front office, I've got a lot of faith in Billy Epler. All right. Yeah, well, someone had to be the fall guy there. They brought in Joe Madden, and I know he got you a World Series, Kobe, but he is hashtag overrated as a manager. <laughs> All right. You know, oh. go, go on. No, no, no. No, no, no. Kobe, I love, I love Homer opinions. I love hometown. Hometown here. Yeah, he was the perfect guy for the 2016 Cubs, 2015 he Cubs when he came on, but, but it was a young team that had never been there, and uh, he, he was able to kind of – Ease the tension, but you know, he, he made some real questionable managing decisions over 17, 18, 19 that ultimately cost him his job in Chicago. And uh, I, I root for the guy. He provided, honestly, some of the happiest years of my life as a Cubs fan, so I'm not going to sit here and poo poo that. But uh, there were some managerial decision making question marks for sure. Yeah, yeah. He's a Mike McCarthy of baseball. Wow. What do you got for his toss? Okay, that, that's I, rough. I thought McCarthy was bouncing back. Um, okay. <laughs> Moving on, so we've got the playoffs on the horizon. Yep. 
at culminating with the World Series. Yeah. It's still the World Series. It still matters. Yeah. Give me give me your picks. Who's taking it from the AL, from the NL? Who's going to get there? Who's going to win this thing? Oh God, here we go. <laughs> and and I, I would I, I would also like to know. I would like to know who is who is the best team to be an upset? Like who who do you got who who is your your number one? You're looking at them, Nick. For you, a big better. Who are you looking at? And you're like, oh, this is a lock, or it's not necessarily a lock, but I feel comfortable about betting this upset pick. Uh, I think in like a series or just to win it all. In a in a series, I think to I, win it all is a little. Yeah, that's that's tough. I think the White Sox to upset the the Athletics. I think that's a pretty pretty good bet. I think that might be one of the more exciting matchups here. Uh, pretty even, honestly. The White Sox are a seven seed. The Athletics are a two seed. But I mean, Chicago's got firepower. They really do. And yeah. we'll see if uh, you know the Athletics can keep up. Is that the type of thing where you would be putting down a bet on a at series? The beginning of the, yeah, no, no, to take it all the way to the World Series uh, on a team like the White Sox. I don't know. I, I don't think they're there yet because I do think that I think the Twins are still better. I still think that the um, the Yankees are better, and I think that the uh, the Rays the Rays are the one seed, but I still think that they they get it done against the White Sox. Okay, so just give me Nick real quick who your World Series is. I want to get that out of yeah, the way yeah. first, and then we can kind yeah. of dig into some of the. I still have the first Twins, so I, I had the Twins winning it all, and I'm still riding them. I still have the mm. Twins going all the way, um, and God, I want to pick the Padres. I really do. Um, my heart says Padres, but I still think the Dodgers will go all the way, and I think that the Twins will beat the Dodgers. That's my original pick, and I'm sticking with that. Josh, actually, my original pick was the was the Braves. I don't think the Braves have enough pitching, but. My new pick is Twins over Dodgers. A big upset for me. I don't think I wouldn't be surprised if any series in the AL went either way. Even the Blue Jays Rays one eight series. Like if the Blue Jays beat the Rays, I wouldn't be shocked. Where you would be absolutely also, shocked if the Brewers took the series. Those, against those the teams have also Stunned. played 20, yeah. 20 games against each other. Yeah, I wouldn't be like the White Sox is no, not like games. the White Sox is not a crazy upset to me. I think that the Twins. I think I would like to. They are my pick to go to the World Series. I think the, the Astros. They're not a team you want to see. Um, just because that lineup is so dominant. They still have Granky. Um, they had a couple pitches. Valdez was good. or Quietly was good this year. I think they have a couple pitchers that you just don't want to you know, touch upon in a three. And it's, it's a best of a three, not best of five. I think an upset to watch out for, if I had to pick one, would be the Reds over the Braves because the Reds have that Bauer-Castillo ready to go. Right. So that would be my uh, – the Braves. In a three-game really, series. You only yeah, need two wins. The Braves, yeah. They only need two wins, and the Braves got to bat the shit out of the game. Yeah. Kobe. So as far as upsets in the first round, I I guess I want to take a step back first and just say that the whole structure that they set up for how they're seeding these teams is, is leaves me with some questions. The Cubs finished with the third seed behind the Braves, and they get the Marlins versus the Braves getting um, the Reds. The, the Reds, right? So the Reds got the number one wild card team, who finished with I guess they finished with the same record. But uh, it, it, it just leaves some questions because I think there's no doubt that the Reds are probably a little bit more formidable of a team, especially with that pitching rotation than the Marlins. Um, and, and that kind of goes back to the AL as well. I mean, the White Sox as the number one wild card team getting the second division winner is slightly different than the Twins being the third division winner getting the sub-500 Astros um, being the second-place team in the AL West. So there, there's some questions raised there uh, as far as structure. Uh, but Nick and Fish, you guys hit on kind of the sexy picks, the sexy underdog picks, both being those um, number one wild card teams, White Sox and Reds. And I don't really disagree, to be quite honest. I think that I picked them each. I, I picked both seven seeds to win uh, for a little bit different reasons. Um, beyond that, I mean, I don't love the Marlins over the Cubs. I don't love the Cardinals over the Padres. I don't love the Brewers over the Dodgers. Yeah. I don't love the Blue Jays over the Rays, but at the end of the day, anything can happen. These are such a weird yeah, three game series. It's a three game series. Like, yeah, exactly. Anything can happen. There's a reason why golf courses don't start off with par threes because they don't put you in a high leverage situation right off the bat before you get the shoulders loose. I mean, <laughs> it, it's, it's going to be weird. I think that there's favorites that we've mentioned thus far. I, I feel more comfortable betting that a favorite that we've mentioned is going to lose than picking which 
dog is going to come up with an upset. You know, and yeah. it, it's going to be weird. We're going to have some weird results. Yeah, I mean, though, to speak, you touched upon it, and I know you and I share the same opinion of the Robert Manfred, who by the can we drug test this guy? <laughs> like they're drug testing all the players. Why can't we drug test Rob Manfred? I mean, you play a whole season. We were traveling around. Everyone's flying in here, flying in. You're playing all the home games, and now you're going into some kind of arbitrary bullshit bubble format. <laughs> and but the first round, don't worry. First round's home field advantage. Is he kidding me? Is it's he... not really the biggest bone I have to pick with Manfred either. It's oh it. no, this is just like another one. This is just like one yeah. on top of the other. It's DJ like Jake Cowd, another one. Another one, dude. This guy is like smoking the J chicken cut with crack. He, to me... You know, he, he's making the owners happy, which at the end of the day is his job description. So his job is not on the hot seat by any means. But when you look at it from a, just a baseball fan perspective, it's like, I mean, he's a former arbitration attorney. Like, could we have gotten a guy that maybe like played fantasy baseball or had a baseball card collection that was also an arbitration attorney that like could have <laughs> become commissioner after C, C- League? It's I like mean, making... even like whose favorite movie growing up was The Sandlot. Or yeah, something. like just, some just something baseball related. Yeah, <laughs> this guy is like this guy is fucking the lamest dude out there. It's like Toby from The Office. Is he worse than Goodell? Oh my god, dude! You, yes, seriously? yes. I mean, Goodell is, like, somewhat decent. I mean, this guy is lost at sea half the time. Yes. I, I watched him in a press conference, and it looks like he, it looks like he has half a brain. <laughs> yeah. When he called the, the World Series trophy just a hunk of metal, it's just, he doesn't get it. Like, he's, he's got thousands of players making their whole lives out of striving to achieve this World Series trophy. And he's like, well, I'm not going to strip them of the, of the trophy because it's just a piece of metal. And we're like, come on. Like... That's just not even a fair response. A a lot of guys who are in like different countries growing up in low income situations where the only thing that they wanted out of life itself was to win a World Series. Like, it just doesn't, yeah. He doesn't have the perspective. He's a loser. He's a loser. I wonder if we'll ever see a commissioner in any sport that was a former player. I hope we do. I think that it seems like players are wanting to get more involved in that sort of capacity. You know, Chris Paul. Chris Paul would be great. I could, I could see it happen. Chris Paul, and it's it'll be good so to... tough because because the, the the boss of the of the commissioner is the owners, and the owners don't want a player friendly guy. They want an owner friendly guy. So right. It'll be just so hard. Yeah, it's hard. And I, I guess I don't know the contract structure. They're of Jeter, the commissioners huh? in every sport and what the differences are, but I just it, it'll be so tough to get. A I mean, if it, if it's going to happen anywhere. in one sport, it's going to be it's going to be in the NBA first, yeah. obviously. I mean, uh, Manfred I walks into the Manfred's like the friend that when you you're at a pregame. And he walks, you know, the friend that walks into the room and everyone's like, oh, oh like when they walk in, even though you saw the guy like two days ago, he's like stoked to see him. It's like a big entrance. He's the guy that walks in the room and kind of shuffles in because no one gives two shits. Aww. So he's me. <laughs> no, Kobe. <laughs> I get stoked when you we, don't do that to yourself. I get when, too. when you come into the room, that means I get to actually talk about what I want to talk about. So there you go. Okay. <laughs> so I know, I know it's, it's tough to make those, those upset picks, especially yeah. in these. These three-game series, um, the best of three series, but Nick did give his <laughs> World Series picks. Josh, Kobe, you do you you owe us your your World Series picks, and if you do remember, bring back what your old one was too. Kobe, you want to go? Yeah, uh, so I, I got I got told I had an elephant brain, but I can't remember what my World Series. Picks I, were. I believe it was. We can go. The it Graham. was the definitely the, I think I it was the Dodgers. Dodgers Astros Yankees. No, I think I had Dodgers Yankees. Dodgers Yankees. I'm, yeah, I'm, fact, I'm fact the checking on the, on the gram. I'm going to stick with the Dodgers. Um, I, an NL West team is going to represent the NL in the in the World Series. I'm pretty confident about that. Mm. Um, but uh, I'm going to go with Dodgers over Twins in six. Dodgers, Twins in six. <sighs> and and Josh, you had you had the uh, Dodgers and the Twins. And the Twins, and you had the Dodgers. Oh, you had the winning. Dodgers winning. I'm going Dodgers winning the whole thing. I'm riding that. Kershaw gets his. Mookie's the man. Gets another one. He's the piece there. Here's a here's a take. Whoever wins the Indian Yankee series is going to win the World Series. Oh, wow. I think. I like it. I think the winner of that series beats whoever the Rays comes out of the Rays Jays. Yep. 
And at that point, I like the Twins pick, and I think it's a great pick. But to me, the Twins have oh, they have to play the Astros, then you have to play either the White Sox or the A's, and then you get to one of the aforementioned teams that I think is going to make it. By that time, the Yankees will be at full tilt. Okay, I think we'll pick one. I'm going to go. Oh, it is so tough. I'm going to. I'm. I'm going to. I hate. I fuck the Yankees. I'm going Indians. Okay. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going Indians. Dodgers. Uh, not a rematch. Two teams that have lost the World Series in the last uh, five years. So I'm one going, of them will get the World Series. I'm going. Do- I'm going Dodgers over Indians. Okay. I didn't get my my winner. I, I'm taking the Twins in seven over the Dodgers. Nick. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Heavy. I f- I felt like that was kind of. I knew you were not going to let the Dodgers oh, get there. Fuck the Dodgers. Yeah. <laughs> which which was that was your pick last time was right. I don't know if when, and, if, and here's the thing if the Dodgers game? don't make the World Series the Padres are going to World Series and are winning it in in four toss you got to <laughs> give you got to give yours too man even great mom no I I really do think that the I think the Dodgers finally in this like erratic system that's being placed in front of us I think the consistency and just the depth like yeah. depth is so important in every single sport. And they have it. They, you know, the, the guys have stepped up on their pitching staff, which has been the most impressive part, really, from the, from a depth standpoint. Because we knew they had the bats, and the bats. Not only do they have the bats, but they have the bats, and, and, they have, and, and they then have, some. And they have the bets. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they Mookie have bets. and they have the bets. And Mookie really is really fantastic. And I think it would be really telling for them to win. What that means as far as what kind of like transcendental talent he really is to be on two teams. And to be that impactful, yeah. Which is, you know, as a as a hitter, it doesn't always doesn't always happen. It yeah. doesn't it doesn't work like that in how it does in other sports. Where no. a guy, where, especially in basketball, where a guy comes like a guy like LeBron, where he goes to a new team and like they're automatically competitive because he's just that good. Yeah. And this team was good before, obviously. Yeah. But I, I just think I, from from getting to watch him and getting to watch the Dodgers probably more than any other. MLB team yeah. just because of the you know the, re- the regional yeah. aspect of it being in LA he's he's really fantastic yeah I, here's the thing I mean I would love to fucking see this but if if you can get two good games out of Burns and Woodruff and beat the Dodgers in the first round man that's gonna shake some I feel shit. like that is Burns Burns is hurt yeah. though is he Burns is hurt Burns is hurt God damn Burns is not throwing All you right. would think though it would be kind of that would be your best shot well, then right like. Once yeah. they get rolling, yeah. they once they've it. settled in, it's Mookie that three-game series. Killer. The Brewers, Brewers look like they're going to get a spot start out of Brent Suter in game one, and it kind of adds up that that's going to be against Bueller, which, uh, again, Bueller's a guy that's come off the IL a little bit, and you don't necessarily know what you're going to get, but it's going to be Kershaw Woodruff in game two, and then the Brewers are kind of just a big question mark here for game three. It might be Brett Anderson who pitched today kind of questionably uh, versus Gonsolin in May there. Yeah. If they have to get there. I want I want the revenge series though. I want I want Astros Dodgers, and I want the Dodgers to win. That'd be great. That's what I want. Can't sleep on the Strohs. Can't sleep on the Strohs. Josh, I, I really like your Indians pick. So the thanks, man. It's a good pick. Obviously, the the wild card round is the best of three three straight days. Uh, but what's going to be super interesting is the uh, the DS and the CS series. We're used to having. In the, in the DS, days off after game two and after game four. And in the CS, we're used to having games off after two and five. There's going to be no days off in these series this year. So they're just playing five games in a row if it goes five and seven games in a row if it goes seven. So teams with deeper pitching staffs definitely have kind of an upper hand versus what we're used to seeing. It's going to be much tougher for pitchers to go on short rest and have a, have a bigger impact for kind of, you know, the top of the rotation type of guys. So that definitely favors teams like the Indians that have kind of a five-man deep rotation that is, is it's formidable up and down. That's uh, obviously Bieber, Carrasco, Plesac, uh, Savali, and Tristan McKenzie if it comes down to it. Um, so I, I do like that pick so long as they get past the Yankees in the first. Um, but, uh, again, there, there, there's some other teams. Like the Dodgers obviously have five, five high-caliber guys. Um, there's a case to be made about the Cubs having five guys. The Braves, I'm kind of throwing up a question mark behind Freed and Ian Anderson. Kyle Wright's looked good recently, but um, just up and down kind of throughout the year. I don't know, he's only made a few starts. And the Reds, kind of your guys' sexy pick to upset in the Braves in the first. They've, they've got four formidable starters behind Bauer, Castillo, Gray, 
um, Mally and uh, Mally was good. Desclafani, I think, goes game five for them. But uh, that's, 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 yeah, yeah, he that didn't. He's not as good. But I don't know. Do, do teams even do game like a game five pitcher? No, game? they'll go back if they need. If they're going to seven. They're going back. They're not leaving it up to Desclafani. That is for <laughs> damn sure. You're probably yeah. right. That is that is not something. That is taught, right, right. that's how you get fired. So did Kobe? Did you did you give your pick? Yeah. Yeah. He said uh, the Dodgers. The right? Dodgers. So, yeah, so three I'm on Dodgers over Twins. And six. I have the I have the Twins beating Indians in the CS. So uh, you know I, I do like Josh's pick of the Indians going all the way. So anyways. So Dodgers and six, Kobe, Josh, Dodgers and. I'm gonna go Dod. I'm gonna go Dodgers in um, five. Dodgers and uh, that's my pick as well. Okay. Dodgers in five. Twin, Nick, twins and seven. Twins and or, seven. Or Padres in four. Or Padres in four. <laughs> Nick. Cubs in four. I don't care who we play. Cubs in four. Obviously, you got yeah your hometown teams. They're gonna sweep if they make it to the series. They're sweeping the playoffs. That's gonna be awesome for you guys. I can't wait. Um, if Kobe. they allow fans in Arlington, me and my uncle are actually gonna try to go. I'm not sure if they're allowing fans. I'm gonna look into they it. They are. They are. They're planning on allowing fans. <laughs> Hell yeah. Are you gonna go? You know, I'll I'll figure something out if the Cubs are in it, but uh, we'll hey, see. Hey, hey, if, if, it's, I, if it's Cubs I, Padres, then maybe time. I'll see you at the NLCS. I'd love to. I'd love to host you here, Nick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love that. Love it. Now that we're getting all sentimental, Kobe, thank you for thank you for once staying up. Um, I know it's a little bit later where you are. Really appreciate it. We are recording this on a Sunday night after the Sunday night football game. Um, we promised this for you last episode. Yeah. So we do have to get into it. We always ask our guests what their favorite sports memory is. Um, we've been we've been teased because we put out a we put out a what's your favorite sports memory little Instagram post featured. that we did, and you were featured on there. Um, but again, we're gonna ask you, Kobe, what's your favorite sports memory? Tell us it's about the Cubs. It's got to be about the Cubs. Of course it is. <laughs> it's Cubs related, but uh, actually, you know. I guess first of all, I, I I'm I'm glad that y'all brought me back. I, I wasn't sure if I could guilt trip my way back onto the pod or if you guys actually like talking to me, because uh, I gave you guys some grief after that first time on, and I do it. But anyways, I, I'm glad to be back. <laughs> Think, thinking about my favorite sports memory, um, uh, one of my favorite all time actually non Cubs baseball players though, Jose Fernandez. Hmm. Um, I know, and so. Right, you know where I'm going here, but yep. an all-time gut-wrenching moment uh, when he passed back in September 2016. Uh, I, I remember waking up Sunday morning, clear as day, like you, just getting ready to watch a day of football and the second to last Sunday. We were living season. together. I was back home by then. It, I was, for whatever reason, I, I was in Chicago. But uh, um, waking up that day and kind of seeing the banner come across the screen as I was getting ready to watch football and baseball, it was the second to last Sunday of the regular season. And uh, sure enough, we see that Jose Fernandez has passed in a boat accident. Um, yeah, it's the, it's the kind of moment it hits you like a ton of bricks. I mean, it just gut gut wrenching. And uh, he was actually supposed to start that day on that Sunday, and so he's uh, obviously that game gets postponed. So fast forward to to Monday now, and uh, Monday's game versus the Mets, kind of an eerie start, obviously due to the circumstances, but uh, the. The Marlins are all wearing 16 Fernandez jerseys, and there's a ceremony prior to the game. Um, so uh, bottom of the first inning, the Marlins come up to bat against Bartolo Colon and D. Gordon, who – or excuse me, D. Strange Gordon now. Um, but uh, he, uh, he takes the first pitch from Bartolo Colon in the right-handed batter's box with Jose Fernandez's kind of infamous bat wiggle back when pitchers were uh, hitters in the NL. And uh, takes a ball, switches over to back to the left-hand side of the plate, and swaps helmets. Obviously, he was wearing Jose Fernandez's helmet. And takes another ball, 2-0 count, and he launches a homer down, out into the seats in right field. And uh, he's, he's crying the whole way around the bases. By the time he touches home and heads to the dugout, he's bawling. And it kind of a unique cast of characters that was on that Marlins team. The mm. first couple people to greet him. Uh, it's Martin Prado. Barry Bonds was their hitting coach there. He was right there and just all sharing a was moment. Was Mattingly their, their coach? Yeah, Mattingly was there. Marcelo Zuna, Christian Yelich, and Carlos Stanton. They it's, were on the team still. All walks. JT Realmuto was all walks of baseball life kind of all coming together and uh, just just sharing a moment that, that you know, I don't I don't mean to 
make, make light of the situation by any means, but it's kind of one of the closest uh, times I've ever really come to believe in that higher power that's just making things happen. And uh, anyways, uh, as much as the kind of the impact of that moment had, uh, I do like to kind of remember the, the better times, obviously, of Jose Fernandez. And uh, just just about a month and a half earlier, I had watched him pitch against my Cubs back at Wrigley when I was working in the front office there. Um, and uh, so it was an early August start um, night game. I spent the first couple innings out in the bleachers and kind of made my way to the press box by the end of the game. And Jose just pitched fantastic. He he kind of let in a fluky run on a weird sack fly to Christian Yelich and uh, kind of tried to throw out a runner at first to tag up, and then the runner from third scored. But the Cubs won a real low-scoring game. And uh, just, you know, he, he's a guy that, was so elite at such a young age and had as much fun as anybody playing the game. He's awesome. And uh, just one thing I'll remember about him and I'll kind of leave it at this, but such an infectious smile. You remember big toothy grin and always happy, always having fun out there joking with guys that he's known for uh, playing youth baseball and whatnot. And obviously we only know him as this young, young kid out there on the mound, but he was electric. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, all right, big boy. I remember that. I'll probably never, I will never forget that moment that you just brought up. It, it kind of actually reminded me a lot of the Tyler Skaggs one too. I mean, Tyler Skaggs dies and uh, the angels postpone their game. And then, you know, their next game out their their uh, staff pitches a combined no hitter, which is, yeah, it's like one of those things that you're talking about, you know, like you, there's, there's something, there's something else out there. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, Whoa, it's bizarre. But I, we were, we were living together. I remember being in our living room, Kobe, when that happened. And that was just like, Whoa. And that it was like, like in another one that was the uh, young fielder on the Cardinals. You're gonna remember him. He's Oscar Tavares. Yeah, Tavares. He's, he's a th- highly regarded prospect. Third ring prospect. Yeah. Yeah. It was t- sad. And yeah. Carlos Martinez wears 18 to this day because of Oscar Tavares. Oh, I didn't know they, that. They, they were boys. Hosmer wears uh, 30 because of Ventura. Really? Yep. Wow. Wow. Yeah, Kobe. That was. Um, that was not the moment that you gave us when you sent in the video. So now I now I have two awesome sports memories from uh from from your elephant brain. <laughs> from, our, <laughs> from our resident expert. Yeah, resident baseball expert. Really really cool memory and uh Kobe just to uh, touch on the first part before you dug into the memory there. We're always glad to have you, man. Yeah, always, for sure, man. Always love having you on the show. Always love it. Especially Best. for me, love hearing from a, a fellow baseball expert. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't going to give him like a lame introduction here, you know? I got to gas our guy up. Oh, I was sure. just talking about my baseball knowledge in comparison. Yeah. yeah. But no, th- yeah, excited to see. I mean, now after dropping that sports memory, I don't see how the Dodgers can't win in anything but six, right? I mean, like, come on. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, the better. Much less the Padres Nick get there. Much, much, Nick, chagrin. much unless, Nick Chagrin. Unless they run into a buzzsaw called Slam Diego. Slam Diego. Uh, Cub, you're the man. Thank you for joining yeah, us. Boys, I love, I love talking with you. Thanks for having me on, and uh, all the best. Yeah, of course, man. The fans out there, drag both feet in bounds. Swing on a full count. Rip that puck. Hit that putt. Hit your PKs because they're free and hit your free throws. Why, guys? Because they're free. Because they're free. We out you. We love you so damn much. We sitting here, I supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube